some reviews. Disney feature length films. Show cartoons. We bought VHS tapes. Every title we could. Disney is our business. Business is good. Welcome to Let's Get Down to Business. You always do that voice. Why? What is that voice? I don't think it's anything. It's like a combination of a bunch of terrible impressions and accents. Yeah, it's not my favorite. It's a little creepy. Why? Oh, I don't like it. Stop doing it. <laughs> You're going to give me a my, little more rationale. This is my show. Stop doing it. There's your rationale. My show. I'm the star. Welcome to Let's Get Down to Business with Stephanie. And that's it? With my special guest, Kevin. Yeah, where the hell are you going to get your comedy from? I, I am where it comes from. You're my special guest. <laughs> um, I wonder if people can hear the cars driving by outside, because it's pretty loud. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. We live in the city. No, we don't. We live in the country. <laughs> and my mom thinks that a drunk driver is one of these days going to careen off the road. and Crash into our house. Yeah. And kill us both. Yeah. God willing. <laughs> it's a way to go. <laughs> um, what do we have going on this week? The Rescuers. Yeah. Is our feature. We've got a Mickey short. We do have a Mickey short, but first you have a correction. What? Are you, are you trying to say that I do things wrong all the time? Yes. No. Not all the time. Just once. That one time. And then once this last time. Well, apparently you don't know your <sighs> Jerry Lewis movies. Which is fine. I mean, you know, I'm pretty nutty like that. But no, last episode, I believe I said uh, the movie was called The Sad Clown. That is very woefully incorrect. And Josh and Chris, uh, I'm pretty sure, are absolutely going to give me shit about it. But it was The Day the Clown Cried. And it is Jerry Lewis being a clown in a concentration camp. Wow. Yeah. So, so we're that kind of podcast. Yeah, now. so I was, I was way off. You know, I mean, I like to consider myself a connoisseur of sorts, but apparently not that much. So you're wrong. <laughs> I will never let you live that down. Yeah, whatever. I fucking <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> so our short this week is called Wild Waves mm-hmm. with Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And this has taken us way back. To the roaring 20s. Like back, 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 <laughs> back to 1929. Mm-hmm. Let me paint you a scene. Uh, a black and white scene. Uh, prohibition was prohibition going on. What happened in 1929? Uh, was there a war? No, I think the Great Depression was probably going on still. Okay. I think the stock market crash. Okay. Well, no, that might have been like I don't know. I'm not going to dig myself a deeper hole here. <laughs> so just let me say all the incorrect. Just say that historical the, that, facts. That there was a lot of roaring going There's on. Some roaring, roaring going on. <laughs> so wild waves. As we said, it's a Mickey Mouse short. It's in black and white. It's roaring. (laughs) (laughs) It's about seven minutes long. And the synopsis from the old interwebs was, uh, when Minnie is swept out to sea, it's up to lifeguard Mickey to swim out and save her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ub Iwerks worked on this. I don't even know who that is. Ub Iwerks? Okay. That's That's not a real name. So, it's... Disney, yeah. and then his like partner early on was of Iwerks, and he did a lot of the early drawing and animation. Did he fuck him over? Probably. Okay. 
So this starts out where they're at the beach and Mickey is in his lifeguard chair. And his chair is kind of like dancing underneath him Mm -hmm. while he's sitting in it. We pan over to the like little changing booth that they used to have on beaches. It looks like an outhouse. It's like a mini circus tent. Yeah. Because I've never seen those on a beach before. I'm just saying. Okay. But Minnie's inside of it and she's changing. She walks out. In high heels. She's strutting. Very practical for the beach, high (laughs) heels. She is strutting. She knows she's looking good. (laughs) Mickey only has eyes for Minnie Mouse. Um, But she goes out, and the tide is coming in, and she gets swept up in the water and the waves, and it takes her out, and she calls for help. And Mickey has to go out there and help her, and there's all sorts of visual gags Mm -hmm. going on. Um, he tries to throw a life preserve out to her, but he throws it and doesn't hold on to the rope. And it boomerangs back and hits him in the ass. <laughs> he runs around and, like, there's, like, these boats that are upside down, so he, like, flips one over so he can take it. And two pigs come running out from underneath it. What were they doing? They were porking. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> And um, was that a term back in the 20s? It had to have been. Yeah, it has to. Wow, that's a little risque. Disney cartoon. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so he goes out with the boat, except the boat doesn't have a bottom. Like, there are some weird things going on there. So he swims through the waves and he gets out to her and he rescues her and he brings her back and she's crying. (laughs) Why are you crying? Because she's almost fucking drowned. Why, That's why a lot to crying? take in. So in order to cheer her up, he does a little dance number. Mm-hmm. He's doing some dancing, some whistling, and um, some penguins are dancing. <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of uh, seals yeah. who are like, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's just, I don't really know what else to say. Yeah, it's pretty straight to the point. <laughs> yeah. It's cute. Yeah. It's funny. And it's definitely another one of those like, wow, this is very, very old. So I'm not going to judge it overly harshly, because it's definitely funnier than, like, a lot of the Silly Symphonies or uh, yeah, even the, uh, what the hell's that first one with the cat? Puss in Boots? Yeah, Puss in Boots. I can't believe you don't like Puss in Boots. Sorry. It is. I'm a little bit classier than that. Very important to the history of animation. Which I care so much about. Yes, you do. You are a historian. <laughs> Roaring 20s. Um... Yeah, I mean, it was funny. Yeah, that's right. I'll add it to our list. It, it wasn't, it wasn't the worst seven minutes that we spent. I was thinking, like, man, they really had to be creative with visual comedy back in the day. Without a lot of uh, audio. That and just, you know, I feel like a lot of people lack imagination. Yeah. So their visual gags. Wait, was that like an, uh, an old person, like uh, kids these days type of thing? Or just people in general? No, I think people in general don't don't have a lot of imagination, and I think technology plays a part in that. You don't sit Damn. around. Well, you don't sit around and think up, like, huh? Like he could swim through the ocean, or he could swim on top of the waves yeah. and through the waves <laughs> and zigzag through the waves. Like I don't know. Like everyone's pretty straightforward nowadays. I guess. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, what? Yeah, that's it. We're done. <laughs> Making it quick, because apparently you have a basketball game to watch. No, so. that is not true. <laughs> the Rescuers. Yeah. What about it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> See, we we almost got fucked over on this, because when I put the, the VHS in, 
We go through the previews, and I don't really think anything of it. There so was I, no previews. Well, I thought there was a Beauty and the Beast. No, that was the second one we put. Oh, okay. In. So yeah. But either way, so it starts, and before that, the title screen even There's comes like up. Bugs crawling. Well, and not only that, I was looking at, it and it seemed like a lot more cinematic. I was like, wow, these visuals are fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Compared to what I remember yeah. as a child. Yeah. And and like I said, like just the way that it was shot and everything like that, it mm-hmm. looked a lot more cinematic. And then it because, starts panning in and yep. zooming. And then there's this giant rock yeah. in the middle like, of a desert. And we're in Australia. <laughs> and I was like, this is the second one. Yeah. This isn't the right one. So so I checked the box, and it was the rescuer. So I was like, what the fuck? There's the wrong goddamn movie in this case? Yeah. And Stephanie had gotten the rescuers down under. So I was like, well, I guess I may as well just check the the other case to see if maybe they got switched. I didn't know that <laughs> Stephanie's friend... Had gotten us this one from one store, and Stephanie had gotten Rescuers Down Under from a completely different store. But I checked it anyway, like before I'd even asked that of her, and the Rescuers was in the Rescuers Down Under. How the fuck that happens in two completely different cases and like situations, I don't know, but. I'll tell you how it happens. I feel like it was a good omen. I'll tell you how it happens. How? Children. Well, I guess, but like. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like you, so weird. You wouldn't check or... Yeah. It's, it's, it's just odd. Well, I me. mean, at this point when you're like, eh, just throw all the VHS cases in the But even still, bin. like, so so it's a guarantee that all people are going to have both the rescuers and also the rescuers down under close enough. What do so, I tell so you? So that they'll get fucking... So you'll be anal enough to have both of these movies, probably have them both alphabetically as well, but you're not going to have them in the correct case. What did I tell you? Life works in mysterious ways. It works itself out. Shut the fuck up <laughs> with that fake bullshit. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't... My, my friend Patty... Jesus bought, took the wheel. He did. <laughs> he did. He wanted to make sure that we were blessed in our podcast. <laughs> no, my friend Patty bought me the Rescuer VHS tape at a garage sale. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't even a thrift store. Yeah. The rescuer is down under. I'm pretty sure I bought it like a Goodwill yeah, or, or like Salvation a, Army or yeah. something. Yeah. So that is so bizarre. That is so How bizarre. How bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's making me crazy. It's making me crazy. <laughs> um, so yeah. So we put in the correct tape this time. Yeah. And it totally worked. Yeah. And so we had a preview for Beauty and the Beast. Great Mouse Detective. And then we start with the correct opening, where we're at the bayou. <laughs> what? Totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than Australia. <laughs> and their paintings. Yeah. This, yeah, this, this does not look cinematic. All that, all that nice shit I just said about the rescuers yeah. down under. This is not, this is not that. So it looks very cheap. We're at, at the bayou with this like old haunted looking riverboat, yep. and this girl is walking out, and she like slips a bottle into the water with a, a note inside of it. And Message in a bottle. She runs, and then we have credits. Yeah. And these credits are played on top of just still paintings. Yeah. Like I said, they're like paintings. scenic yeah. paintings. Yep. And, and I thought that's the way that all the backgrounds in the movie were going to be. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah. Like, is, is this really what we're doing with yeah. a $7.5 million budget? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't even go over the facts on this. Yeah, we should you, probably do that you first. You just jumped right well, into our VHS Well, I felt VHS like that was story. pretty important. You could have waited. No, no. You get right down to business. Kevin, all right? whose podcast is this? It's mine. Stop taking it. It's mine. Me. You're fucking this up, all right? You guys. <laughs> the Rescuers came out in 1977. Great year. Was it? I don't fucking know. It was six <laughs> years before I was born. Me and your old. 
Um, so it's the 23rd animated feature film. We're so close to number 30. 77 minutes long. Ooh. An hour do you think in. they, uh, they meant to do that? No. <laughs> an hour in. 17 minutes. 17 minutes. Oh, I was getting there. Uh, this budget was 7.5 million. What was the last one? Winnie uh, the Pooh. Oh, we didn't know on Winnie the Pooh. Let's look at Robin Hood. And don't worry see. about it. Robin Hood's budget was five million. Yeah, so this is fifty percent more in four years. I don't think inflation works that Holy way. Holy shit! <laughs> These this movie was that based- fucking Jimmy Carter. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was based on the books by Marjorie Sharp. Uh, there's two different books: The Rescuers, or as I typed it out, apparently The, <laughs> the Rescuers, The, the Rescuers. <laughs> And another you book. see you spell like Penny. <laughs> a book called Miss Bianca. Um, the Rescuers was the first major success since the Jungle Book, and it would be the last success until The Little Mermaid. God damn! That, is that like a really bad omen for us? Are we about to hit a nasty stretch? I don't know. Or, or I think it's telling us that we already hit a nasty stretch, You're and right. then another one's coming. Uh, it was also the last film to receive an Oscar nom, I believe, for music. Fuck. Until the well, yeah, it was for song. It yeah, was for, for song. song yep. Until the Little Mermaid. Wow. We're we're in it now, baby. <laughs> we're in the shit. We're in the we're in the suck. It features pop music instead of in like an orchestra. Okay. Symphony background. Which I I mean, before us actually getting into it, I think probably fits this movie a little yeah. bit better. So this was made in a few stages. Okay, here's the not pro- in 1977. Here's the production background. Okay. First. Yeah. First things first. The first thing. It's when they first probably got the rights to this book. Yeah. But when they started working on it was in 1962. That's that's a long time. Let's paint a new scene. Yeah. <laughs> 1962. Yeah. Uh, Beatniks? I don't know. What, what was going on in the 60s? Uh, well, JFK hadn't been shot yet. So Cuban Missile Crisis. Cold um, War? What's that? Cold War? Yeah, probably in the midst. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know anything about history. Cold War, Cold War. Um, The plot that they had for the original story was really closely following the book. So it was about a poet who was held captive in a Siberian-like totalitarian country. Nice job. I know. Those are big words. (laughs) So in the original story, even with all the international intrigue, Walt Disney was like, no. (laughs) I'm stopping this project. He wasn't happy with the political overtones. Which is probably the right call. Yeah. They revived it later in the early 1970s as a project for, like, their young animators. And which they were who? Led by who? Led by Don Bluth. That's right, motherfuckers! And so they kind of had, like, like you guys are the B team, and you're going to work on this. The A team is going to work on, like, the good movies. Yeah, like stuff. the Aristocats like, and Robin Hood. Like Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, the good shit. So at this time, the story had changed. And now we're focusing on the story from the book Miss Bianca, which takes place in the Antarctic, where there's a captured polar bear and he's forced to perform. He sends <laughs> out a message in a bottle and it reaches the mice. Yeah, 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 yada, yada. I'd be fucking pissed if I was a polar bear and a couple of mice come to save me. Oh, that's very no. uh, sizest, classist of you. I don't uh, know. No, that's rational is what we call <laughs> that. I'm a polar bear motherfucker. <laughs> I'm endangered as it is. Uh, so they have Louis Prima. Louis? Uh, I think it's Louis. Louis Prima. Yeah. You remember who he was, right? I believe so. He was King Louis? 
Yeah. 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 Because he's like a jazz, jazz musician mm-hmm. or, yeah. So he was vo- going to voice the bear, but then it ended up that he had some memory loss issues, which led to them finding out that he had a brain tumor. So the project wah, wah. was scrapped. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have Robin Hood. Yeah. After Robin Hood, they had two different projects. <laughs> the Rescuers and Scruffy. Sounds legit. Scruffy is a story about the monkeys of Gibraltar. Gibraltar. Under World War II, that would be threatened by the Nazi Party's attempt to capture them from the British Empire. During World War II. During World War II. And we don't care about the politics of this, obviously. That's not, you know. <laughs> They're like, we already had a shitty World War II movie with Nazis and whatnot, so. Oh, I thought you were talking about victory through air power. I was like, whoa. No, but not yeah, the no, I'm fucking with you. So, they decided to scrap Scruffy. Yeah. Great idea, you guys. Good yeah. job. So they went with the rescuers. They dropped the Arctic setting. They thought about having Cruella de Vil as a villain, but then they would you do that? They were like, you know, let's not have any sort of sequel. Yeah. So yeah. Then, <laughs> okay. That's that's funny knowing where it goes. But. Yeah. So then they adjusted some of the characters from the book. So yeah. like instead of having bloodhounds, they used alligators. Yep. Instead of having a girl named Patience, they called her Penny. Instead of the Diamond Duchess, who was in the novel, yeah. they have Madame Medusa, et cetera, et cetera. So they just change people around. Until we got this version of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Are we caught up now? We're caught up. All right. Okay. So now that we have the opening scenes, yeah. which are just stills of paintings, <laughs> we've seen Don Bluth as part of this. I noted. No. <laughs> we have a song. That sounds like a James Bond song to me. <laughs> I was like, is this Skyfall? Right. What, what are we listening to? So definitely a change in the sound of music. Not we'll, the sound we'll, of we'll music. We'll stand tall. Yeah. Through it all. <laughs> uh, so we'll basically all. this Together. message in a bottle floats all the way to New York. Yeah. What? What? I don't know. That's how rivers work, motherfucker. It wasn't a river, I though. I'm, I'm fucking it went from the yeah, bayou. I know. I know. All the way up the East Coast. I feel like if you're going to say that, you got to say it right. What? Came from down on the bayou. Kevin's the crawdad. The crawdad man. <laughs> I do declare. Yeah. Is that an SNL skit? No, it's fucking the league. It's Paul Shear. Oh. Uh, <laughs> nobody talks about the league anymore. That's because it got really shitty towards the end. That and... Come on now. Anyway. So, we're in New York, which is where they found the bottle, because somehow the bottle traveled all the way up the coast. That's how it works, babe. And we are at the United Nations. And you can tell, this is a very contemporary setting. There's, like, skyscrapers and people getting out of cars in front Mm -hmm. of the UN building. Got all the flags. Yeah. And there's mice everywhere. They might want to, you know, talk. Yeah, you call an exterminator or something like that. They're in your goddamn luggage. Their custodial service is not doing a great job. TSA would have never let this fucking pass. Right? (laughs) So these mice are, like, jumping out of suitcases and whatnot, and they all represent different countries, and you you know which countries they represent because they kind of dress. Yeah, they're like, uh, not avatars, really, but yeah, they they take on... Yeah. The type of garb and things like that that uh, they're Like the people. Scottish one is wearing like a Scottish hat and, and a kilt. kilt. Yeah. Yeah. So they, there's like a little mouse hole that they all go into and they have a little meeting place. And they are the Rescue Aid Society, which was founded by Euripides Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why that's so funny, but it is. I don't know, because he's Greek. Yep. So they pull the bottle in and they sing their, well, they sing their like song that they have. They have a theme song. 
and they realize that someone needs help, so they bring that bottle in, and Bernard, who is this little chubby mouse <laughs> with a little cap. Voiced by Bob Newhart, who know. Stephanie does not Yeah, know. I don't know who that is. Um, he comes in, he's the janitor, and he brings a comb for his ladder, and he climbs up it, except that he notices that the ladder only has 13 steps. Yes. And this is when you find out he's superstitious. Yeah. Okay. He climbs in, and he gets the note out, and then they read the note. <laughs> they try to read the note. Yeah. Um, so we have Miss Bianca, who's like the cute little... And she shows up late, too. Ava, Ava Gabor yeah. mouse. I want to say Zsa Gabor, but that's no, not... Different. Very, yeah. very different. Very different Gabor. Um, but everyone is like, all the dudes are like fawning over her, and she has this like smelly perfume <laughs> and this cute little fuzzy hat. She's from Hungary. That's right. Yeah, that's not what I thought her accent was. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, well, I didn't know what I thought it was. Yeah. Um, but she reads the note, which basically says that um, it's like to Morningside Orphanage. I'm in ter- terrible trouble. And basically, this girl Penny needs help. Yep. And so they don't really know where to start, but they decide to go to Morningside Orphanage. Yes. In New York. Bianca. Decides that she has to have this case. Because she's like, oh, this poor girl. And then... uh, The leader decides, oh, well, you can't go alone, you know. Isn't there any any male who will accompany her? Even though he just said it's not the old times and it's not a man's world anymore. But I guess she has to take a man with her. She chooses the janitor. That's right. Yeah, I'm just saying. She knows what she needs. (laughs) Some things cleaned out. She's got to slum it. (laughs) She got some pipes she need cleaned right. out there. Something like that. So yeah, so they end up traveling to Morningside Orphanage, which I guess is in New York. It, yeah, I believe so. Because they get off a bus yep. and it's raining, and they end up at the zoo. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. It's just funny. Okay, they're going to the goddamn zoo. Yeah, they're going to the zoo, and she, I think he's going to go ask for directions at the yeah. zoo. So he goes into the lion cage, and uh, he ends up getting spooked. It roars at him, <laughs> and yeah. So there's that. So then they decide to go the long way, and they get to the orphanage, and they climb in, and they find Jimmy Jones' stuff, and then they find Penny's box, and she's got a box full of trash. Mm-hmm. It's not trash. It's just her belongings. It's trash. Okay. Yeah. And there's a cat. Yeah. It's got Mr. Mr. Rufus. He's got a mustache. Yeah. And glasses. <laughs> uh-huh. And he's like, mice, you better get out of here. I'm going to lose my job, because they're not supposed to be mice in here. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have a flashback because they ask Rufus about Penny and like, where did she go? And Mm -hmm. he's like, I don't think she would run away. And they're like, well, tell us about her. And he has a flashback and he's a flashback to when Penny was crying because there was like an adoption event, but these people chose the redhead girl instead. Who chooses the fucking redhead? Why wouldn't they? Redheads are trouble. That doesn't matter. Haven't you ever been? At Some a, people like a challenge. Haven't you ever been at the grocery store and there's a kid having a complete meltdown and you look and it's a redhead? I don't think that means anything. I've seen plenty of children have meltdowns. I'm just telling you, redheads are naughty. Okay. Yeah. Whatever you say. Yeah. Your I think, fam- that's, I think your, that's bullshit. Your family would know. Uh-huh. Redheads are naughty. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're sneaky. Uh-huh. So... Uh, her and Rufus have a talk, and Rufus is like, oh, like, 
you know, someone will come along. Yeah, but she had a very heartfelt moment where she asks, like, is she, is she defective or something like that? Or, yeah, yeah is there she, something wrong with her? She thinks she's ugly. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad. And he just tells her to have faith. And faith is a bluebird or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, it was very deep. Basically, everything will turn out all right. Yeah. If you have faith. No. She has ginger snaps. So not only is she a redhead, she stole some ginger snaps from the kitchen. So she's a thief. And she's a runaway. How dare you? You don't even like him. I don't. Yeah. You don't like those songs? I'm here for musical references, okay? That's like one of the things that I do. I was trying to think of his name. I was like... John Bon Jovi? Bon Jovi? John Bovi? So... Uh, Rufus is like, well, there was this one woman, but I don't think she would go with those types of trashy people. And I was like, trashy people? That's right. Um, and he says that they own a pawn shop, so that's the next lead. Because mm-hmm. he was like, oh yeah, this real trashy lady came in looking for a kid, but yeah. So. Madam Medusa. Yeah. Madam Medusa. That leads us to Madam Medusa's pawn shop, endorsed by the NRA. <laughs> <laughs> there was, did you see part of the store? There's like a shelf that just said guns. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like an NRA sticker. Yeah. Um, so Madam Medusa rolls in. Bianca, Bianca and Bernard are there. Yep. And they're looking for clues. And Madam Medusa rolls in. And she answers the phone, and I love her right away. Yeah. She absolutely, I like. I thought from the get-go, I was like, oh, I'm getting serious Cruella de Vil vibes yeah. from her. Like, they did not deviate from what made that character. Like, she's got this fucking crazy makeup. She has, like, this really super loose, like, dress. But unlike Cruella, who is... Like, real skinny and looks unhealthy. She looks unhealthy in the other way. Like, an old, used-up woman. Like, like sa- sag- saggy everything. Like Yeah, that w- girl needs to wear a bra. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> and she has, like, an open-back dress. Yeah. And she's not wearing a bra. Yeah. I was like, girl, you... And she's a redhead, which I know you love, apparently. Put a bra on. You fucking monster. Put a bra on. Um, I really shouldn't talk, because I hate wearing bras. See? <laughs> Um, so she takes this phone call where someone is telling her that Penny has been throwing messages in a bottle over the ship, mm-hmm. the riverboat, and she's like, uh, <laughs> Madame Medusa's like, you need to get this girl under control. I'm coming down there to the... To where? Bayou? Devil's Bayou! Yeah. Devil's Bayou! <laughs> so she decides to pack a uh, a bag, a suitcase, and she throws everything in. And she throws it in her car, and her car pops a wheelie. And well, see, you forgot that Bernard tried to jump into the suitcase so they could kind of hitch a ride to Devil's Bayou so they didn't have yeah. to find their own way down. He gets into the suitcase. Bianca isn't able to, so she kind of gets left behind. Yeah. Even even after uh, not Cruella Deville is <laughs> speeding off in her car. But she's speeding and popping wheelies in a car, yeah. which I didn't know cars could do. Uh, they really can't, unless <laughs> she's just rocking something with a crazy engine, and I kind of doubt it. <laughs> but she's driving so crazy, like uh, villainous women do. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's their thing. <laughs> she's what, doing fucking donuts. What and, does that look for? What? No, I was just saying yeah. in, in general. I was agreeing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought this was a statement on my driving. No, no. 
<laughs> anyway, she's driving so crazy that her suitcase like falls out and, and she it, doesn't give a fuck. Okay. She just leaves it. Kevin, like, every, she's wearing an open back dress well, with no bra. That. She gives no well, and, fucks. And there was a fucking bra in that suitcase. So like there she was. obviously really doesn't care. Yeah. She really And it's just it's splayed out all over the street. And she's got like Mimi makeup from like the Drew Carey show. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I was trying to think of what she reminded me yeah. of, but that's it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Bernard is free now, and that's kind of where the scene ends, is with him and Bianca. I wouldn't say he's free, more so that they're kind of fucked over, because they got left behind. No, but he's out of the suitcase well, now, yeah. and she's back with her. So they decide that they need to go to Devil's Bayou, so they go to the airport, and they're taking the albatross. <laughs> God damn it. Do it. No. I know you want to, no, just I do can't. it. No, I can't. I have nothing for this. Okay. The albatross! Come on. Come on, babe. So they take the albatross air. So the reason it's albatross air, in the book it was a pigeon. Okay. Uh, The people who were working on the movie saw, like, videos, or apparently it's just known that albatrosses... Albatrosses? (laughs) Albatrossi? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, They're really clumsy with takeoff and landing. I would say the albatross. They're really clumsy with takeoff and landing. Okay. So they thought it'd be funny to have an albatross. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, the flight number is flight thirteen. <laughs> There's thirteen steps on the uh, stairway to yep. climb in- onto the albatross, and uh, it's not looking good for Bernard. <laughs> Bernard. Bernard. Yeah. She says Bernard. Barney. Bernard. Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Madame Medusa is looking to become part of the top one percent. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, we got Orville, the albatross, who needs permission to land. And so he does. And uh, much like Bernie, Bernard is flying coach. (laughs) Um, Orville, the albatross, is like, give me the checklist so we know that we're ready. Mm -hmm. So Bernard's like, lower your goggles, prepare your wings and tail feathers, and then they take off. And he basically just jumps off his And runs sloppily and just jumps. At this point, there's like some hidden boobies in this movie, but we, we didn't, didn't see them. We didn't catch it. Yeah. Well, it goes so fast. And, it, and this I isn't don't... like some, you know, little mermaid bullshit or. No, this is like, like legit. This is legit, like picture. Someone, I don't know when. Say, like, was this like back in the day slut shaming? What? You know what I mean? Like how somebody will out someone else no, based on photos they have? There's various stories as to what is going on. But basically, there is a point in the movie where if you pause it or just watch very carefully. I mean, this is like some mid-90s. Like, you know, pause, Blade Runner type of shit. Like, <laughs> enhance. Enhance. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's like some sky- skyscrapers that they fly by and they're is like windows in them. One of <laughs> really? one of the windows someone like cut out part of the image and put in a picture of a nude woman. And some of the stories I've heard is that it's it's like a disgruntled employee put it in. Others is just like someone goofing around. I would think if you're goofing around doing that, you're looking to get fired. Yeah, I mean, they had to recall a whole lot of VHS tapes. So I don't know if ours was one of them. We didn't really stop to check. Yeah, I didn't think about it, unfortunately. I'm sorry. It's very out of character for me. Yeah, but legit boobies. (laughs) (laughs) There's no, I think this was a dick. No, no, no. No, not cartoon boobies. Like, 
real woman boobies, like 1970s boobies. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, speaking of, uh, your boy Bernard's getting his. Why? Um, she, like, on the flight, she's, like, tired, so she, like, leans in on him. That's right. And then he puts his arm around her. Like, it's, yeah, it's the going to the movies trick. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do that to you all the time. Uh-huh. No, like, like, I'd be like, I'm so tired. Oh, and then I'd, like, oh. lean on you before we were even dating. Yeah. I, I had a boyfriend. Yeah. It's really, not a good thing. It's not a good look for you. Yeah, it's really slutty of me. <laughs> um, there's some music going on. Yeah. It's. 70s. It's very 70s. Okay. And it's just like a woman singing, and it's real cheesy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we get to the devil's bio. Your transitions are fucking terrible. <laughs> so you, anyway. You can take to over. To the devil's bio. You can take over. And, well, because it just cuts. Yeah. It just like... They lean in, they're on this flight, and then the next thing you know, they're at the Devil's Bayou. Yeah, they're in the, they're in the fucking Devil's Bayou. Uh, your boy, we got Runaway Penny going on, and she's rolling out into the swamp. Like, we see that there's a, not a, not a houseboat, like a, a gambling boat. I can't, a riverboat. A riverboat, there you go. Duh. Um, <laughs> Come on, Kevin. Yeah, exactly. A riverboat. But it's, it's really dilapidated, it's broken down, it's kind of part of the scenery now. Yeah. And we see that Penny's trying to run away. She's got a little teddy bear and running through the swamp. The swamp. And she, Which I said to you, that's very brave of her to just go in those swamp waters. Well, like I said, it, that should show you how fucking terrible Madame Medusa is. True. That she would want to brave the swamp and chill with leeches and shit like that, like Stand By Me. Yeah. But, yeah, so she's being chased down by a couple of the alligators. Who uh, are Madame Nero, Medusa's yeah, pets. Nero and Brutus. And they own super hard, as alligators in Disney movies do. <laughs> <laughs> um, she has her, like, henchman sidekick? Mr. I, Mr. I would Snoops. say cohort. Yeah. Snoops? Snoops, yes. Snoots or Snoops? I think it's Snoops. Okay. Snoops? No, no. Okay. He's not proven anything. Well, she sends the alligators after him. She's yelling at Snoops. And she's like, I'm going to go and get her myself. Yep. And she jumps on this, like, what is I, it? I don't even know how a to describe it. snowmobile? It, it kind of seems like a, a personal watercraft is a what you would call it. A sea-doo or a ski-doo? Sea a dude. wave runner, but, that's, but it, that's 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 a personal watercraft. That's what you call that. Wave runner. So it's kind it's kind of like that, but not really. Uh, going back to manga because you know that's what we're gonna do, or or anime. If you guys have ever seen Akira, nope. Shut the fuck up. See Akira. So if you have in the underground sewer scene where uh, I think Kaneda is trying, or, or maybe it's Tetsuo. I'm pretty sure it's Kaneda. <laughs> And he, he's, he's trying to look for them. They're on these type, like, hover bikes underground in the waterways. It's exactly like that. Imagine that in your mind's eye, and that's what this is, but more old-fashioned. Kevin, stop trying to make Akira a thing. It's a thing! It is the thing! I don't like Akira. I don't fucking care. Because my high school boyfriend... Made me watch Akira. Well, what as you need a to date. do? No, you need to take away these negative associations and see the art for what it is. It's and I mean, don't get me wrong, the movie is not as good as the manga. I'm gonna be that guy. Wow! But wow, you guys, <laughs> you've hit an all new low. <laughs> anyway, Madame Medusa's in her ski do. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! And uh, she 
tells Mr. Snoops to kind of light up the sky so she yeah, can see so she better. Can see. So he has fireworks that he just sets off. Which makes no fucking sense to me because it's like, okay, the story. This is a party boat. Well not, well, not only that, but you're out in the fucking swamp all by yourself. The story here is that Madame Medusa and Snoops are looking for a huge fucking diamond. And apparently they're the only ones that know about this. Yeah. If that were the case, why the fuck would you set off fireworks out in the middle of the swamp to alert people to the presence of other people here? Kevin, these are hillbillies. I don't care. Think about, like, where we live with all the ruds and there's, like, trailer parks and we're out in the country and the boonies. People just set off guns and fireworks for no goddamn reason, and like we're used different. to it. I feel like it's different in this situation. You're, yeah. you're out in the fucking middle of the swamp, literally in the middle of nowhere, well, and there's fireworks of, going off. Speaking of fireworks, one of them singes the albatross. Orville. The albatross! Jesus Christ. Orville. We'll, we'll link all these songs in the show notes. <laughs> we'll have a soundtrack yeah. this time. Yeah. Um, we hear that's the hot new thing. <laughs> <laughs> we're... we're we're, we're going to capitalize on this trend that surely hasn't been mined. Oh, my God. Speaking of mines, the diamond. Anyway. Keep going. I have my ADHD is strong tonight. I know. Tonight. You were fucking <laughs> up. Yeah. It's, it was gluten. Uh-huh. Um, no. So, fireworks. Orville. Okay. So, the fireworks singe Orville's tail, tail feathers, feathers, which causes him to go into a downward spiral. A tailspin, you might say. Yes. There you go. And, uh... Because I was just going to make that on Irish Nails for reference, but I Bianca and Bernard, this is why they always say when you're sitting down on the airplane, even if you're not, like, moving around, have your seatbelt buckled. Always. Because you never know when you're going to hit some turbulence. Yeah, and you will get fucked up. And they (laughs) fell out of the tin can on the back of Orville's back. (laughs) (laughs) Strapped to his back because they weren't seat belted in and they just flew off. Yep. And now they're fucking dead. Yeah, and then the movie's, movie's over. Yeah, they thought Sorry, they were gonna, they thought they were gonna rescue her. That's <laughs> what happens. Lesson learned. Welcome to the room, we'll check ass. <laughs> no, uh, Bianca had an umbrella and that kinda helps them float safely down. Yeah. And that's when we meet these hillbilly rodents. Yeah. Mice. Yeah. I was like, is it a, is it a gopher? Is it a muskrat? I'm not quite sure what they are. No, I think I think that he's a mouse. He might be a rat. Yeah. Or something like that. But there are others. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's like a chubby one and she's like the wife and mm. there's like a skinny one who's drinking moonshine, yes. I'm guessing. White lightning. Yeah. He like drinks it and then he like spits, <laughs> spits out fire. Spits fire and he gets the crazy eyes. <laughs> like like he's Mr. Toad. Or uh what's the snake ka? Yeah. Yeah. Um so he gives Bernard a swig of that, because that'll help him. But basically, you know, they're going to help out Bernard and Bianca. So at this time, the alligators catch Penny, Mm -hmm. and they bring her back. Uh, Bernard and Bianca are trying to keep up with the alligators, because they see them pass by. And so the hillbilly mice, because I don't know what else to call them. I know. The uh, bayou swamp mice? Yeah, the the, the native people. Yeah, the, the native people. Um, they call out for their buddy, Evan Root. Evan Root. Evan Root. Even Root, yes. Even Root. Do, do, do you know? No. R-U-D-E. Evan Root. Rude boy boy. That's right. Yes. <laughs> it's the name of a boat motor. 
So it's, it's clever. He's a dragonfly. He's a dragonfly, and he starts up like a boat motor. <laughs> it's very cute. And he pilots this leaf that they're riding in, yeah. and they go catch up with the alligators. I mean, is there much more to say about that? They just kind of follow the alligators. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. So the alligators bring Penny back to Mr. Sn- Snoops. Snoops. I put snoots. <laughs> and I don't understand why some of the stuff is so hard to understand. I don't know. I have hearing problems, okay. I guess. No. So he's basically threatening Penny. And Penny's like, I'm not afraid of these alligators. Apparently you are. Because <laughs> he's like, I'm going to send them after you and make them eat you. And she's like, oh, then. Anyway. He sends up some fireworks that spell out got girl. That's what I was saying. You just get... Okay. Even accepting, like, oh, well, you know, fucking weird shit Nobody happens Nobody lives time. out there. But if you look up in the sky and you see got girl, it's like, you might be thinking, okay, well, either, number one, it's a kidnapping, or also, I need to get fucking laid. They got girls. Like, they got a new club open out here? I just want to know what kind of fancy fireworks these are. That's what I'm saying. Words. That's what I'm saying. I mean, when I was growing up and we had the 4th of July, they had fireworks that could make the shape of hearts yeah. and crosses yeah. and Jesus's face. Absolutely. But I've never seen words. <laughs> I just see it in toast. <laughs> anyway, they kind of at this point explain that the reason they have Penny is because she's small enough to get into the black hole to go get the devil's eye. So she's all, she's all about astrophysics and astronomy. What this is, we don't know yet. And at this time, I'm also thinking, what is Medusa and Snoop's relationship? Dynamic? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're looking at her, Do you think I would she think keeps him girl... around with her feminine Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> and he's obviously looking good enough that uh, he's, he's plowing. I'm trying to think of who he reminds me of. Yeah, I couldn't think of it either throughout the whole movie. Because he's like, he's got this hair that looks like Larry from the from the Three Stooges he's, with a mustache. And he's and glasses. Super, he's super fat. Like He's based on like a... He looks kind of like Milton from Office Space. <laughs> yeah. But with less hair. So, he, sorry, Stephen Root. He's based on, I think, a film critic or something. Okay. Yeah. Which That's the guy at, The guy at first was like... Like, oh, like, like they had me do all these poses without me knowing, yeah. or like telling me why, why, and then he found out, but then he was like, actually, it's kind of a riot to be yeah. in a Disney movie, that's so it's kind of awesome. cool, I would yeah. Love it. Um, yeah. So, they send Penny up to her room. Mm-hmm. So Penny's in her room. Um, Medusa and Snoops go wherever they go. I don't know. <laughs> they leave the room. Yeah. And we have Bianca and we have Bernard. And, the alligators walk by, and suddenly they notice Bianca's perfume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get a scent. Yeah. That's what Bernard says anyway. He's yeah. been blaming her this whole movie. He's like, she, He's packed, right. she packed too much, so now we missed our flight, yeah. and then now her perfume. Yeah, I think he's on to something. <laughs> so the alligators start chasing them, and they the, the mice run up into an organ. <laughs> And so, one of the alligators is sitting on the top of the organ where the pipes are, and the other alligator is playing the organ. Yeah. Trying to push the mice out with it's the wind. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. It, like, it reminds me of, like, Keyboard Cat, the way he's just mashing on the keys oh. with his claws. So, there's this whole thing where they're trying to, like, catch them coming out of the organ pipes. Yeah. Um, it's pretty hilarious. And Medusa's like, what the fuck's going on? pipe down and then she realizes there is a mice and she's screaming a mouse, a mouse. and then she there's a mash there, well there is mice there are mice 
Uh, so she gets her shotgun and starts shooting at it's them. It's not a shotgun, though. No. It's not? No, it looks like, uh, I can't even think of... It looks like it was birdshot. No. I don't know how to describe it. It looked like a machine gun from, like, World War II era, almost. Okay. Yeah. I don't know my guns. I know, I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she's shooting at them, and don't they notice these mice have clothes on? Uh, I don't think so. No? I think, I think she's probably just so horrified by the fact that there are mice at all. Yeah. She's probably not seeing anything else. And also, she's just shooting at whatever the fuck. I so. mean, when you smushed that one mice, I think you would have known if it was wearing a shirt and a hat. Yeah. And you would have been like, what the fuck's going on here? You creepy piece of shit, smash! <laughs> I'm in a Disney movie. <laughs> yeah. So, Bianca and Bernard go back out from the riverboat. Yeah. And then we have a scene where Medusa is talking to Penny... And she's telling her how she needs her help mm-hmm. and just being so sweet to Penny, except for the part where she tells her she's a homely little girl and who would ever want to adapt her. Yeah, because she's saying, like, oh, you actually, after after I do this for you, you're going to take me back to the orphanage, right? Oh, oh, darling, why why would you want to go back there? Nobody will ever want to adopt a homely little girl like you. I was like, God damn. damn. That's biting commentary. That is some villainy right there. <laughs> Holy shit. Um... And we kind of pan to the riverboat scenery. We see Bambi and his mom outside. And then Penny's going to bed. And she has her little bear, Teddy. And she tells them to say his prayers before they go to bed. And they pray that someone will come help them. And it totally works, you guys. Jesus. Yeah. Works in mysterious ways. (laughs) So Bernard and Bianca show up. They all scheme these, like, crazy escape plans. Yeah. Like, we'll lock the alligators in the elevator and we'll he, shoot off fireworks. But he tells Penny, like, we have to escape tonight because yeah. we think they're going to try and use you tomorrow. Yeah. But they don't get out that night. No. Why was that? Because I think they moved up the plans. So Medusa and uh, Snoops yeah. take Penny out to the, pl- to the black hole already. Okay. So they want to get it done yeah. sooner than later. That's right. Uh, back at the shed... Well, the shed where where the um, bayou animals all hang yes. out. Yeah, they the have natives, babe. The natives. Um, they have gathered up some other animals. They have like a turtle and an owl and a rabbit and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're gathering, and we also have what is his name? The dragonfly. Evan Rude. Evan Rude. Yep. Evan Rude. No. I am Groot. No. You're a rude boy. You're not a root boy. <laughs> um, Evan Rude, uh, he's trying to fly back to those other animals, and he's being chased by some bats. Which is the most Don Bluffy thing of this film. Yeah. Those bats looked like a Don Bluth movie. They're fucking great. Yeah. So if he- you can't tell... I love me some fucking Don Bluth. I don't know why. Why he not? He has, like, two good movies. Okay. Compared to Disney? I don't even care. They got a shitload of people. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> and now that's bullshit, too. Two good movies. Get the fuck out of here. You got The Land Before Time. You got the fucking American Tale series. You got the goddamn Secret of Nim. Fucking All all Dogs Go to Heaven. Yeah, there's... And, Three good movies. Uh, don't give me that bullshit. Three she good she doesn't like The Secret of Nim, you I guys. I don't like The Secret of Nim. That's some fucking bullshit. 
Um, I went into it thinking, like, great, I'm going to sit down and watch a whole movie. And it's only, like, 30 minutes long. It is not. It's yeah. longer than that. No, it is it's not. It's, like, Dumbo length. Ugh. <laughs> Dumbo. <laughs> next day. Next morning. Yeah. So, get, like... We're at the black hole. <laughs> That's where I'm going to put you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're going to send Penny down there. And she has the two mice with her. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to send Tim, send Penny down there. But she's like, Teddy doesn't like it down there because it's scary and he gets wet. Madame Medusa's like, fuck Teddy. I'm going to hold on to him. And then she pushes her into the bucket. And, is and like, if you want to see him there. again, get your fucking ass down there and get me my fucking diamond, bitch. Pretty much. Yeah. So they lower her down. And they're looking around. And what is this place? It's just like a, a underground cavern. Yeah. Because there's like water that shoots up from yeah. the hole. Like, I guess when Tide comes in, maybe? It was like that joint in Thailand. But she's not a bunch of school kids. It's too soon. They didn't die, though, right? Some divers There's some divers did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's too soon. Anyway. Shut up. You really just brought the mood. Whatever. No, uh, so she's, so Penny and the mice are down in the hole. And they're looking around, and she's like, I think some pirates used to be down here. And they're like, how do you know? And she's like, because of that guy over there. And they pan to, like, a pirate skeleton. With a sword in his chest. (laughs) Um, So they're looking for this diamond, and they don't see it. And eventually, Penny holds her lantern the right way that it shines on the skeleton's skull. No, it's a different skull. Oh, it's a different one. Yeah, that's on the other side of a hole in the cavern where the water spouts up out of. So that giant diamond is inside that yeah. skull. <laughs> and it's not coming out. No, because it's bigger than like... It won't fit through the eye socket. Yeah. So a motherfucker needs to be punched in the face. How did they get it in there in the first place? <laughs> By opening the mouth. Uh, I'm weird. just saying. Or maybe just setting the skull on top of it. That's weird. But little ass mice There's are going to There's a lot of job. questions I have about this. I'm just this. saying. Uh, the wrong question. So the water's rising. And she's... She, um, Penny is telling Madame Medusa, like, like I found I it, I can't get but it. I can't get it. And Madame Medusa's like, oh, you better get it because I'm leaving you down there. Yeah. And Sorry about you drowning. So everything gets kind of frantic with the water splashing everywhere. She rushes over there and pries the, uh, the skull's mouth open with a sword mm-hmm. so that the uh, mice can get the diamond out. They get the diamond out. She, she has it. A bunch of water sprays up, so they're getting sloshed all over the place. They get sucked into the black hole, yeah. and then it shoots them back out, and she's like, get me out of here. Yeah. And I was like, you know, this is a Disney movie. And so we have a guy impaled with a sword. Yep. We have a giant diamond stuck inside someone's skull, in which we have to use a sword as a lever to bust open the skull. This is science, baby. I was like, holy shit, this is dark. <laughs> like, this is Don Bluss doing you're, it. You're damn right it is. Yeah. But yeah, so eventually she comes up, she has the diamond, and Madame Medusa does not care about Penny whatsoever. She won't give her Teddy back. What a bitch. <laughs> she told her she would she could have Teddy back. I know. Yeah. Oh. She almost even lets her fall back down in there. Yeah, she doesn't give a fuck, man. I got my diamond, yeah. bitch. But I this, got mine. This starts to cause a wedge between Medusa and Snoops, because he's like, I want half that diamond. Yeah. She's like, you can't cut this in half. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's all mine. And uh, so basically, she hoards this diamond from them. Yeah. Yeah. She's got this shiny fever. Yeah. And uh, so we go back to the bayou, which is where the creatures are at. Mm-hmm. The natives. The natives. There you go. Nice okay. job. I knew you'd get it. 
And uh, we see that whole gang head into the riverboat. And we have Medusa, who has <laughs> Snoops and Penny at gunpoint. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you motherfuckers, stay away from me and my jewels. Yeah. I'm going to blow your face off. Yeah. Crazy. And at this point, this is when the animals come in and rescue everyone. Yeah. But also, Medusa's going to take Teddy with her. Oh, yeah. Because the diamond is inside of Teddy. Whoa. Yeah. It was inside, right? it was inside of all of us. Sometimes. Yeah. This whole time. <laughs> so... Yeah, the animals come in, uh, Bianca and Bernard trip Madame Medusa, and she falls, and that's how they get Teddy from her, and they, like, lure the alligators into the... With her perfume. With her perfume. So Bernard was right, and you're being a shithead. <laughs> Always blaming the woman. Uh-huh. Um, they lure the alligators into the elevator cage, and so they trap them in there. Yep. Uh, I don't know what's happening with Snoop at this point, but they get away from him. I think he was just trying to get the hell out of there. Yeah, he's just an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And so Penny and all the creatures jump onto the ski-doo, the water snowmobile, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they try and get the hell out of there, but it won't start. So they use the uh, swamp rats. White lightning. That moonshine. moonshine to fire Because you really can run a fucking car on this shit. I've never had moonshine. You don't want to. No? It's, I've heard it's absolutely awful. It's like pure alcohol. Hmm. Like, it'll, it'll strip paint off walls type of shit. Gross. Yeah. How does it not like burn your insides? That's a good question. Ask the people that make it. <laughs> Interesting. We need to take a trip to the south no, of the bayou. I, I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, so she gets on it. They gets on the ski do. That's what I'm going to call it from uh, now on. Sea do? Just say the fucking like. Watercraft. Hover, hover bike. Watercraft. Okay. Duck boat? You can say watercraft. Watercraft. Okay. So they get on the watercraft, they get it going, and she pulls away, except that there's a rope that it had been docked with, mm-hmm. and Madame Medusa grabs the rope, and they're leading her through the water, yeah. and the boat explodes from all the fireworks, and the alligators go flying, and they land by Medusa's feet, and now they're her water ski. <laughs> and, and she's whipping them with the rope <laughs> for whatever reason, like, <laughs> like, make me go faster! Get me to these shitheads! I need my diamond! Penny takes a sharp turn, it causes the rope to snap, yep. and then Madame Medusa... Gets gets stuck on the uh, the pipe yeah. of the riverboat, and the alligators are treating her like Captain hook now. Yeah, they just swim away. They're like, ha ha, bitch. They were fucking snapping at her. Oh, were they? Yeah. Yeah. Because she's a piece of shit. Yeah. And so here's another bad transition because the movie just cuts to a news segment. The uh, mice are back at the UN Center with all the other mice from around the world. They're watching the news in which they show Penny has discovered the world's largest diamond from the devil's eye. And she's been adopted. That's right. But they never say if she gets to keep the diamond. Like, is no, she it was don- it was donated to the Smithsonian. Okay. Yeah, I missed that part. You need to listen. <laughs> yeah, my hearing's not good. Today. It's not even that. It's your comprehension. Yeah, my ADHD is really strong today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was donated to the Smithsonian. She gets uh, adopted because now she's notable. So star fuckers want to get a piece of that. Yeah. <laughs> the family wants a cut. Yeah. And so they're all like, oh, this is so sweet. Especially because she starts talking about, I had help from two mice friends. Can I, can I say hi to them? Can we give her back? I think she's fucking crazy. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that's, that's pretty much how it ends where Bianca and Bernard, or Bianca mostly is like, let's go on our next mission. Exactly. And it was Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. 
See, because I thought right there that they were opening it up for a sequel. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, maybe that's not what it was. Maybe it was just showing how adventurous she was. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure how, uh, how soon after Down Under was made. 1990. Oh, okay. So 13 years. So that, yeah, they weren't planning on making a sequel. It just happened that way. This was the first Disney movie to To get a sequel. Animated movie, I should say, to have a sequel. It's pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. Yeah. It's really crazy. Um, that was. The Rescuers. Yeah. So here's the reception. Uh, the Rescuers was successful upon its original theatrical release, earning worldwide gross rentals of $48 million fucking dollars at the box office. Yep. During its initial release in France, it outgrossed Star Wars, <laughs> receiving admissions of $7.2 million. Do I think this is better than Star Wars? Star Wars, you guys. France, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> it also became the highest grossing film in West Germany <laughs> at the time. West Germany with admissions of 9.7 million. And we say West Germany because that wall was still up. Oh, yeah. I didn't even catch that. See? I have a piece of that wall. Do you really? Somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I had a pen palace on yeah. the wall. By, by the end of its theatrical run, uh, the distributor rentals amounted to $19 million in the United States and Canada, while its international rentals totaled $41 million, which is $60 million for those of you kind of home. So altogether, with like re-releases that they had yep. later on for theatrical runs, it made $169 million box office. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Off of $7.5 million. Yep. And like I said earlier, this is the first animated feature film to have a sequel. In 1990, we had The Rescuers Down Under. Mate. What? <laughs> no. What did I say? No, I said mate. Oh. I know I should have said it with an accent. I thought but... you said made. And no, I was no, like, no, no, no. what do you mean it was made? I was like, yeah, it was made. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, my God. According to critics, Kevin. <laughs> uh, Charles Champlin of the Los Angeles Times praised the film as the best feature-length animated Disney film in a decade or more, the funniest, the most inventive, the least self-conscious, the most coherent, and moving from start to finish, and probably the most important of all, it is the most touching in the that unique way fantasy has of carrying vibrations of real life and real feelings. Holy fuck, Mr. Run on Sentence. Wow. Like, I, I, I use the shit out of some commas and like parentheses, Breathe. but that is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Vincent Canby of the New York I think Times. I'm <laughs> Vincent Canby of the New York Times wrote that the film, quote, doesn't belong in the same category as the great Disney cartoon features Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Bambi Fantasia. But it's a LOL Fantasia. But it's a up. reminder of a kind of slickly cheerful animated entertainment that has become all but extinct. Your boy, Gene Siskel. Siskel. <laughs> reviewing the film for the Chicago Tribune, gave the film two and a half stars out of four, writing, To see any Disney animated film these days is to compare it with the Disney classics released 30 or 40 years ago. Judged against Pinocchio, for example, The Rescuers is lightweight, indeed. Its themes are forgettable. It's mostly an adventure story. And then in his book, The Disney Films, by my buddy Leonard Moulton... Not my buddy. Mm. I just like him. Yeah. Yeah. He refers to the rescuers as, quote, a breath of fresh air for everyone who had been concerned about the future of animation at Walt Disney. He praises it, saying it's humor and imagination and that 
It is expertly woven into a solid story structure with a delightful cast of characters. Finally, he declares the film, quote, the most satisfying animated feature to come from the studio since 101 Dalmatians. He also mentions briefly the ease at which the film surpassed other animated films of its time, which Mm. I'm not sure what those would be because Don Bluth is working with them. Yeah, exactly. Probably exactly. UA, UAE Productions, I guess, because mm-hmm. they made, like, Gay Paris and whatnot. Yeah. Um, Jack Shaheen, in his study of Hollywood portrayals and stereotypes of Arabs, noted the inclusion of delegates from Arab countries in the Rescue Aid Society. Yeah, I noticed that, too. Yeah. I was like, huh, we weren't afraid of Middle Eastern <laughs> right. as Americans. That's <laughs> nice. You're first this week, babe. Oh, am I? You are. All right. I would say that I actually like this a lot. Um, even though the beginning scene uh, wasn't as impressive uh, cinematically as I was going to expect when I saw Down Unders, <laughs> I, kinda, I think that kind of soured me a little bit from the, from the get-go. But I definitely got a lot of vibes from this uh, that were intended. Like the, I, I thought Madame Medusa reminded me a lot of Cruella de Vil. Um, I liked Snoops in like a bumbling, uh, I don't know, just useless shithead kind of way. The alligators I thought were hilarious. I liked the chemistry between Bianca and Bernard a lot. I, unlike you, I like Bob Newhart in my old age. I don't know who he is. I can't like him if I don't know who he is. He's a comedian, and he used to have his own television show, like Newhart and the Bob Newhart Show, like two separate shows. Is he still alive? Yeah. Okay. He's very old. I think he was. I, he was probably in his late forties. We'll check it out. Later. When this was uh, when this was made, okay. um, but he sounded a lot younger. I was really surprised because it, 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 if you're listening, I I, did, I wouldn't have immediately known that it was Bob Newhart. But yeah, I, I like them a lot. I liked him and Ava Gabor. I thought they had very good chemistry, and just uh, the story was really fast moving. I felt like the Penny stuff initially kind of seemed like low hanging fruit. With uh, like the tugging at the heartstrings kind of stuff She's with an orphan. with the orphan and yeah and you know you know not feeling important things like that but overall I thought it it wove together really well this is one of the films I didn't even come close to falling asleep which I thought which I I honestly think is probably a big feather in its cap yeah. because it moves fast enough it keeps your interest uh, it's kind of like Gene Siskel said it's 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 kind of lightweight. When compared to like the heavy, heavy hitters, but for what it was, I thought it was very, very good. And it's got it's got a uh, a pretty good wrap up ending, you know. And like I said, I, I like Madame Medusa a lot. I thought she was terrible in like some of the worst kind of ways. She's a very underrepresented Disney villain. I think so too. I yeah. think so too. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, I, I liked it a lot. Awesome. So, did you did you watch this as a kid? Have you seen this before? I'd never seen it before. Really? No, I don't think so. I, feel like I think I, I think I had seen Down Under. Yeah. But I I think I remember parts of this, but not okay. uh, the entirety. I feel like this is one where I would have expected you to have, to have seen this one. Mm. It just seems kind of like the tone of it is yeah. your thing. I don't know. Um, I don't watch Disney movies, well, and Don, <laughs> regardless of tone. Don Bluth was part of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird to me. Like, you didn't, even as a kid... I don't know. I just didn't watch a ton of a ton of Disney stuff. I didn't go out of my way, but like stuff like American Tale. Your dad was too busy and, letting you guys watch like rated R movies. Oh, hey son, come here. I mean, and eventually, me. yeah. Watch these rated R films. <laughs> Let's watch Law and Order SVU all day. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I had seen this as a kid. So going back into it again, 
I thought I remembered not hating it as a kid, but yeah. thinking it was like really slow, less and than boring. Yeah, um, not as exciting visually as Down Under because mm-hmm. Down Under I, I have really strong memories of. Yeah, um, which is why when we put the wrong VHS in, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I was like, "Wait a second, these bugs! Doesn't it zoom in all of a sudden?" <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is the second movie, and it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the opening, I, I kind of like how it starts you off at the bayou and she's like running away. Or, well, it's not that I didn't like the bayou, it's the, the, visuals? the paintings. It looked really cheap. Like, yeah. Like, like it was just paintings and you're Ken Burnsing the shit with it like some animation on the top. It looks like a Don Bluth film. Yes. It yes. Very, like it reminds me. His influence is absolutely there. Yes. Because it reminded me a lot of All Dogs Go to Heaven and I could f- it, it just the tone of it. He's much darker. Yeah. Of a, like, I guess, directorially, I would say. Even though he didn't direct this, it was your boy Wolfgang. No, but he and a did a lot with, fellas. like, the art direction. Yes. So, um, but no, I thought Madame Medusa was great. She's, she is a great villain. Um, she's easy to root for, or root against. Yeah, I was gonna say, holy shit, are you a psychopath? I fucking hate kids so I fucking much. love diamonds and I hate kids. <laughs> Child exploitation and labor. No, she is fun to root against. Um, I think the organ scene was so funny yeah. with the alligators playing the organ because they come off as like like dogs, but they're yeah. just like really happy alligators. Yeah. I don't know. They're just they were funny and adorable. I think Bianca is very charming. Mm-hmm. And, they both are. Yeah, I remember as a kid having a crush on Bernard in that That's weird right. kid way that yeah. you're like, oh, I like him. Yeah. Um, so I remember really liking liking him. So the chemistry, like you said, between them is really great. Penny is adorable as a kid. Yep. Um, it's so sad when she thinks she's like ugly and nobody yeah. wants her, and she has like missing teeth in the front and pigtails. Yeah. I love Rufus. <laughs> uh, that's one thing that did stick out to me as a kid. Is like I remember Rufus. Yeah. The xerography looks better from what I read. They had developed it enough to this point that instead of being these, like, real scratchy, dark black lines, now it's more of a softer gray. Mm-hmm. So that's helping with the look of things. And I like the change of scenery. So instead of being somewhere in Europe yeah. or some weird fantasy land. Or medieval. Yeah. Like, it's cool to see, like, the southern bayou. Yep. Like, we haven't been there yet. It's cool to see contemporary New York City. So those well, the are United really Nations. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And so... I just thought all of that was really fresh. The music was kind of cheesy. Yeah. Like, the song. It was just, it was very, like, John Denver, like, <laughs> easy listening yeah. type. Yeah. So, it was really cheesy. Like, give or take the music. Yeah. But overall, I kind of wondered, like, is this an underrated classic? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I you mean, you don't ever hear about it when people no, talk about no, it, Disney movies. It's good. Yeah. Like before like the new golden age or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. I mean it's it's no Pinocchio, but no. it definitely It's got its niche. It's like I said, it's uh Yeah, in the list of movies we've watched like the past ten, I was like, man, this was this was fun. It was funny. And I think it really worked. Mm. So. so since I reviewed first, Stephanie is gonna give her ranking. Yeah. So yeah, I, I pulled these up earlier and was looking at them because I really wasn't sure. I already know, and this is pretty easy for me. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Well, I feel like it, sh- it needs to be in my top ten, for sure. Um, I'm going to put it pretty high, actually. I think I'm going to put it... Do I want to put it 
behind Peter Pan or before Peter Pan? Oh. No, I'm, I'm putting it high. I yeah. really did like no, it. I know. I liked it a lot. I think it's really, um, like I said, it's underrated. Um, I'm trying to think of what it is I like about Peter Pan. Captain Hook was probably the thing I liked the most about Peter Pan. Yes. But I think Madame Medusa is as strong of a villain. So I think I'm going to put it before Peter Pan, making it seventh. So after Bambi. Jeez. Yeah. That's going to make mine a little weird because... I'm going even higher. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. I think uh, in my head when I was comparing Madame Medusa and Cruella de Vil, I kind of thought that was where it was going to land. And a lot of this has to do um, with us saying initially that this is like our like our favorites and w- the ones that we like the most, not necessarily the ones that are of historical importance. And with the problems that we noticed with Cinderella, with the lack of characterization – and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think that, that that makes this a little bit stronger story-wise. Um, and the fact that this isn't a princess story, which resonates more with me, you know, you, even if it is a low-hanging fruit, you know, it's it's you have the the orphan thing and all of that. At least she's an orphan to start with, and exactly. not like her parents died. Exactly. It's exactly. just she just lived yeah, in an orphanage. Yeah, they don't even explain that. But uh, yeah, and so it was basically for me between this and 101 Dalmatians. Mm-hmm. So. You know, do I do I think that One Hundred Dalmatians is a great movie? Yes, it is. Do I like the art in that? Yes, I do. Is the music great in that? Yes, it is. But I don't like a lot of those fucking puppies, <laughs> and also even just the uh, the random cast of animal characters in that. Yeah. While they're funny, it's like yeah. You know, I think I think this the Rescuers is honestly better. Yeah. In 101 Dalmatians. And this isn't hot take bullshit. Like, I promise you guys. I'm not trying to fucking be, you know, like, no, I, edgy or anything like that. I honestly think this is probably better than 101 Dalmatians. And I would put this number five just ahead of 101 Dalmatians and just behind Lady and the Tramp. Because I think that there is a very clear distinction between, you know, the cream of the crop, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and stuff like this. But this is very, very good for what it was. I do think the pace... Of this is much better than yes. 101 Dalmatians. Yes. Because there was times watching this movie where I was like, this is moving on at a really good pace and I don't feel like it's too slow or too no. fast. Yeah. Dalmatians, there are parts where I'm like, this is going very fast. Yeah. And even the ending of 101 D- Dalmatians yeah. just felt very abrupt. Yeah. You, you don't really get a, a good resolution out of it with Cruella DeVille, mm-hmm. even though, you know, she kind of crashed the car. I do think it... It's stronger than 101 Dalmatians, but then I would have to put it ahead of Cinderella and Bambi. Yeah, and, 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 and I wouldn't ask you to do that. And but those it, are, for me, just childhood favorites. Well, exactly, and that's and that's why our list differs. Yeah. So I'm, I'm putting this at number five, just behind Lady and the Tramp. I so feel like, can I have, like, a five-way tie between, no, like... No, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think this was a really solid movie, and, again, underrated. Yes. People should definitely watch it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Music, soundtrack, yeah. eh. But story-wise... But every, yeah, everything else, very, very strong. Great characters. Yeah, good chemistry. Those alligators. Those alligators are even better than the crocodile from Peter Pan. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 All right. Next up, y'all, are you ready to get fucking high with Pete's Dragon? Oh, that <laughs> literally hurt my ears. Holy shit, babe. It's, Pete, it's Pete's Dragon. And also, our short... <laughs> It's got a debatable title because I don't think this is true, but it Shut says up. teachers are people. Shut up. Um, if you guys could head over to iTunes and give us uh, some feedback. You're so positive thirsty. or negative. Well, it's kind of slowed down lately, and yeah. I feel like you know, people could just 
leave us some no, feedback. No. Yeah. Let the people do what they want. <laughs> well, we'll leave some show notes. Yeah. And give you a soundtrack to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> with all the song references. Um, they are many. Yeah. So, at DTB Disney on Twitter, on Instagram, even though I never update Instagram, um, check us out on Facebook, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your family. <laughs> tell your acquaintances. Tell them all that Disney is our business. Business. business is good, you fucking bastards. <laughs> You're, oh my God. You're so weird.